The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Barricaded suspects are a type of incident we get at dispatch, but sort of infrequently. Some of the time, we'll just have someone from our SWAT team call us ahead of time and let us know that they're going to be going to attempt to serve a warrant on someone. It's usually a warrant involving a violent felony or someone who has, in the past, fought with or resisted police. Most of the time, we'll get a call from a family member who's worried about a relative in one way or another, sometimes saying they're getting suicidal calls or text messages from them. Other times, it could be a domestic situation that they're wanting us to go and check on. Police get to the location and try to make contact with the suspect, and when they get there, they determine that that suspect is inside the location and decides he or she won't come out. The vast majority of the time, they're either alone or with someone inside who's there of their own free will. What's exceedingly rare is someone who's being held against their will. This is when it becomes a hostage situation. The show tonight, we'll touch on a few of these type cases with multiple calls. Welcome back to Music City 911. Nine one one. Where is your emergency? Sixty one fifty five Gray Street. What's going on there? Well, I just got a phone call saying that um, my friend she lives in the basement apartment of that house, uh-huh. and um, apparently the boyfriend she has at this time is assaulting her. Um, okay. What is her name? Last name. And and what is he? He's beating her up. Yeah, that's what that's what I was told. Cause she called a friend of hers in Broomfield, and he's like, well, you're closer to her. Can you go over there? And she's in trouble. And so... What is your name? Uh, and your last name? And what, what, here, so. You what? I have a kid here with me, so... Oh, no, we'll send some help over there. Over there. What's your uh, phone number? Um, Do you know uh phone number? Um, not off the top of my head. Okay. No, I don't even know if it has service anymore, to tell you the truth. And so you got this from another person, so this yeah, is like, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's third party. But I just, you know, she has a son, and she's, 
So, <laughs> okay. Okay, so it's in the basement of Gray Street, correct? That is correct, yes. There's okay. An, uh, there's an outside entrance Out, in the garage. In the back. Right, so. Oh, outside entrance from the garage? It's on the, it's on the south side of the house. Okay. Right in the driveway there, yeah. All right. Thank you. We'll get somebody over there. All right, thanks. Bye. So just like I said in the intro, we get a call from a friend or a family member about a domestic situation. This call fits square into that. Problems with a boyfriend, beating her up, etc. If you didn't know this already, domestic situations can be some of the most dangerous ones for police. You never really know how the suspect, and sometimes, believe it or not, the victim as well, is going to act. The way that this one came in, nothing would indicate that this is something that's going to turn into a situation involving a hostage. Every bit of it seemed a standard cut-and-dry domestic. One person fighting with someone else they're involved with in some way. So for something like this, regular police, just patrol units, they would be sent to check this out. This case was no different. Police got to the scene... And this boyfriend, he wouldn't come out. He didn't want anything to do with the police. A potentially dangerous situation is about to become a full-on dangerous situation. Arvada 911, what is your location? I don't know. You guys are on the phone. I have a hostage. If you don't tell your people to get the fuck away from where I'm at, she's going to die. So Here's listen to me. speaking right now. Help me. Please. Okay, now listen to me. Listen to me. No, get the fuck away from the house now. If I see any more out here, that's to your hostage is through. Okay. I'm not playing with you, lady. And they can move right now. I'm watching them. They're not leaving. Make Sir, stay on line with me. Now. Stay on line with me, okay? I'm not going to stay on the line. I'm going to hang up. I'm going to watch the cops. They got two minutes. And then it's whatever. Then I guess I die too. I don't care. Take your call. I'm listening. Take that dispatch. Call it out now. Okay, sir, I'm on phones. I'm not on oh. the radio right now. Oh, you better tell so them. I have that, that in there. Bear right with us while we get that information oh. to them, okay? Oh, Stay with Please. me. Please. Yeah, tell I'm me what. I hear her. I hear her. What's oh, her name? You're going to see bad things. Hey, What's her name? Get them away from this house now. Stay I'm, with I'm me. I'm losing my fucking temper. I'm about to flip out. Okay, that's... Okay, tell, tell me what your name is. Tell me what your I'm name is. I'm not leaving, lady. I know Why you're not moving leaving. Away? I know I'm you're not leaving. I'm going to get away from the house. We are going to do everything we can to help you, okay? Talk to me. My name is Debbie. Tell me what your name is. Get him away from the house now. I will do everything I can to help get him away you. From my, this house. Get them away from this house now. Sir, listen to me, okay? I can see him. I know you can you. see them. I I know you can see them. Tell me what your name is. Come here, come here. What is it? It doesn't matter what my name is. Get them away from the fucking house. Sir, listen now, to me. Now, lady, I'm hanging up. If they don't leave you, the hostage is fucked. Do not hang up, okay? Stay with me. I just kick the fucking door and I'm in the house, and that's it. What, Get is, away from here what is the hostage's name? What is her name? It doesn't matter now. Stay with me. Stay with me. What kind of weapon do you have? No, it doesn't matter. I'm hanging up, lady. If they don't leave, I promise you bad things are going to happen. I'm out. Stay with me, okay? Talk to me. Tell me what's... Police got to the scene, 
and try to make contact with the suspect that you just heard. If you notice in the call, he was breathing heavily. There's a reason for that. When police got there, he decided he didn't want to go to jail. So he ran out of the house away from police. The woman you heard in the background wasn't a woman at all. It was a 13-year-old boy. He had ran from the place that he was at and entered a random neighboring house. He didn't know the boy that was in the house. My initial thought would be that he probably didn't go in the house anticipating anyone would be there, but he took advantage of the fact that there was. And I guess in his mind, if he has a hostage and he tells police that they need to leave, poof, they're gone. To all criminals and potential hostage takers out there, trust me, we're not leaving a situation like this. We heard the dispatcher on this call trying to get information, but the suspect wouldn't let that happen. He was just talking without listening, really. The bits he did listen to, he wouldn't answer the questions, just kept repeating that the police needed to leave or bad things had happened. The dispatcher did what she was supposed to do. She tried to get some info, made no promises to the suspect, and most importantly, tried to keep him on the line. Of course, he hung up. But calling 911 like the suspect did, this was a very good thing to happen, even if there wasn't some immediate change in the situation. When he called, dispatch got his phone number. This is a big deal in a situation like this. It saves a lot of time. Potentially, the suspect's girlfriend could have given up his phone number, but there's no guarantee that would happen. A lot of times, a victim in a domestic doesn't want anything bad to happen to their boyfriend. So they might go quiet or just refuse to give up any info. Not sure if this was the case here, but regardless, if it were, it saves a lot of time trying to figure out what his phone number is. Dispatch called the number back. Uh, I'm not sure. He was crying. Do we know his name? What's boyfriend's name? Hey, I don't have my phone, so all of you could leave messages at this number. Make sure you leave phone numbers. I'll get back to you. I'm checking it periodically. So anything important, just go ahead and get at me through the message. I'll be calling you. Hey, I don't have my phone, so all of these could leave messages at this number. A couple things about these callbacks. If you noticed, both times the voicemail picked up. The first time, there were several rings. During the time the dispatcher was calling, she was trying to get the suspect's name from anyone else there working with her. He never said that on the first call. Having his name would have helped because it's a lot easier to communicate with someone when you're saying their name. It also brings a talk to a more personal level. This can help with negotiations. The first callback sounded like it may not have even been looked at by the suspect. It rang several times. The second callback, though, he definitely knew who was calling. After a much shorter length of time, he sent the call to voicemail. But... He did call back.
Arvada 911, what is your location? Same place. Why are they still around the house? Sir, listen to me. Stay with me. Stay with me on the line. I'm about to hang up on you again. I'm going to start. It's a little girl, and you guys are about to have to go on back. Listen to me. Get them the fuck away. Do not hurt that little girl. I'm going to fuck little girl off. Listen to me. We need to work with you. Please. I don't give a fuck. Get them away. Do not hurt that child. I'm Put her. Stop this whole kid out. Get these fucking cops away from this fucking house right sir, now. That's it. I'm doing so everything I can. I'm watching them and they're not leaving. That's sir, sir, stay with. Again, he hung up, saying much of the same things he said the first time. He did say something about a girl, which I can only think that he meant the boy that was there. The boy was only 13 years old. From his voice, he obviously hadn't gone through puberty yet because his voice hadn't dropped, and he had at least from the pictures I've seen, at least sort of longer hair. I believe I could have told the difference between this being a boy and a girl from the looks of him, but I don't think this hostage was the main thing on the suspect's mind at the time. Again, dispatch tried calling back. And you said Dean... Yeah, a little girl. Hey, I don't have my phone, so all of you can leave messages at this number. Make sure you leave phone numbers. I'll get back to you. I'm checking it periodically, so anything important. Same thing this time. Dispatch really wanted to get this guy back on the phone and get him talking. It just wasn't something that was going to happen for this dispatcher. But sometime later, the suspect did call back. How about a police 911? I'm getting sick of this shit. Why are they not around? Why are they still around the house? What the fuck is going on? You guys really want this little girl to get fucked off for a little boy, huh? Okay, sir, I just got here. What are you speaking about? This is a bad situation that's happening in Arvada. It's on Gray Street. You need okay, to what's your name? Move away from the house. I'm done. I'm hanging up. I'm going to this little kid off. Who is this kid? He disconnected again. Hey, I don't have my phone. I said that he called back sometime later. You could tell the suspect in this, his overall attitude, while still being on edge about the police being there and making demands, he seemed like he was at least calmed a bit. I'm not sure what the timeline of these calls were, but I'll go over what I do know about the situation. This all happened back in 2014 in Arvada, Colorado. The suspect, 34-year-old Don Pooley, after getting into a fight with his girlfriend at around 5.30 p.m., ran from police and went into the house of this 13-year-old boy whose mother and sister had just left shortly before 
to run a quick errand. The boy was at home alone. The mother and sister arrived home shortly after all this began and were held from going inside by police. After Don entered the boy's house, he was inside holding him hostage for around 18 hours. During this time, he wasn't just sitting around. He was on the phone with several people. He talked to his sister for hours. He told her he didn't want to die, but also didn't want to go back to prison for life. He called news stations with various sorts of disinformation. He was making posts on social media. And of course, he talked with negotiators during this time. Also, he and his hostage put things in front of windows to block the view from the police. A lot of the time, both the boy and the suspect hid in the bathroom just in case police tried to make entry. There were a few problems. Local news stations were there broadcasting the events live. From a spectator's point of view, this is a good thing. You're kept up with the situation as it unfolds. But there's a huge downside. Watching live, the suspect can, and in this situation did, know where the police were and how many there were. Luckily, police managed to either persuade them from putting out live video or moved them back where they couldn't show anything harmful to the police or anyone else. Overnight, the suspect stayed inside the house. It was very late the next morning, and I'm guessing that the suspect was starting to wear down. He asked police to bring some food to the house that he was at. Police did that. They got some food together and dropped to the front doorstep and then retreated from the door. The suspect was watching this happen. After the police left the food by the front door while still holding the boy, the suspect opened the front door to retrieve the food. A shot rang out. Moments later, police rushed up to the front door. The suspect was down. Police had set up a trap for this guy. In something like this, there are things you can do to try and sway the outcome of the situation. Used to, the way to get this to an end was to bust in the front door and just take the suspect that way. That changed over time to trying to wait out the suspect and tire him down, hoping he would give up like was done here. From what I can tell, when police were there waiting, they didn't know what this suspect was capable of. Didn't know if they would have another chance to try to take him, dead or alive, and they wanted to get the hostage out of there as well. Their chance was the food. Police had set up a sniper watching the door and waiting for the suspect to come outside. Once he did, a pinpoint shot was taken that dropped him. The hostage was unharmed. Don Pooley, the suspect, was wanted for a parole violation. He was on parole for some nonviolent convictions and was listed as absconded after he didn't show up for a check-in with his parole officer. A warrant was issued at that point. His previous convictions were all pretty minor compared to what we would think someone would have that's taken a hostage. He was convicted in 2008 for possession of a controlled substance and vehicular eluding, running from police. Other convictions included escape, which I can only imagine was probably a walk-off from a minimal security facility, criminal trespass, and believe it or not, a noise violation. Like I said, nonviolent offenses. 
I think if he would have just dealt with the police that day instead of trying to run off and take a hostage, he probably would have done some jail time, but it wouldn't have been nearly what he thought. At most, he would have been popped for that parole violation and then added a maybe, possibly, because I'm not exactly sure what happened with the girlfriend, a domestic assault charge on top of it. He would have got out pretty quickly, I would imagine, but he didn't want to take that route. Overall, I'm impressed with the job done by the SWAT team. They executed a well-planned action and followed through with it. The hostage, as I said, he was unharmed. Months later, he was interviewed and said he was completely fine, but that he was also attending therapy for what happened that night. I'm not sure letting you in my home. Yes. Okay, what's going on there? There's a lady knocking at my door, and she's literally walking around saying that there's somebody chasing after her with a gun. Okay, is she white, black, or Hispanic? She's black. Okay, do you see it's anyone really around scary. there? I don't. She's crying. She's obviously agitated. Whatever it is, she's knocking at my neighbor's door, and I hate to open my door because I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I hate to do this, but I don't know what to trust. And I definitely don't want somebody right. knocking at my door with with a gun. Right. Um, what color coat and pants does she have on? She's just got like she's literally got like a pajama. What color pajamas? They're like um tan. She's walking around the apartment complex looking for somebody to help her. I hate to do this, but I don't know what to do. Well, you did the right thing. Somebody, we, can, we can help her. Um, how long has she been helping on come and get her. She, about um, five minutes now. I mean, she's barefooted, and it's cold out there. She's going to freeze. She's obviously in, in a lot of pain or whatever it is that she's going through. She's going from neighbor to neighbor looking for help. I mean, I feel bad that somebody's chasing her after a gun, but I don't know what to do. But you don't see anybody chasing her with a gun? I don't. I don't, okay. but obviously, I don't know what to tell Does you. It, I've never been in these situations. Does she have a bag or anything that looks like she could consume no, weapon? No, she's literally walking around with her pajamas. Okay, we're getting deputies out. Right. We're getting deputies out there. Um, if anything changes or you hear anything, just give us a call right back on 911, okay? Okay. Um, please hurry. I'm concerned for this woman. They're on the way. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Believe it or not, back when I started as a dispatcher, cell phones were not very widespread. Most people didn't have them. Because of that, if you got into a wreck or something else happened to you, no matter what time of day it was, you had to find a landline. Sometimes, that can mean if you're out driving along a road at 3 a.m. and a deer jumps out in front of you and your car gets totaled, you'd probably be walking to some random stranger's house, knocking on their door, and asking if you can use their phone to call police. Even now, this still happens, but most of the time, it's a situation like this. Someone knocking on a door and the resident either doesn't want to answer the door for their own safety, or maybe they did answer and got very minimal amount of information about what's happening. This call was more like the latter. The person wanting police was saying that someone had been chasing her with a gun. No one was seen by the caller that had a gun. Hard to say what this would be classified as being no one with a weapon was actually seen, but I believe most dispatch centers would likely still code this as a person with a weapon. Better safe than sorry. A call was sent for police, but this woman went to another neighbor in the area 
and tried getting help from her. No. Nine one one. Wait, wait, we need we need some assistance. Hey, what address? Uh, uh, I don't know my address. What's my address? Did you? Hurry, hurry! We, we got we got a kid. There's, there's a guy with a gun here. Please. He's what? There's a guy with a gun, and he's he's got my neighbor's son. Okay, who is he? I, I don't know. We don't know. A male with a gun, and he took a child? Yeah, yeah he, he took a child, yes. Okay, is he in a vehicle? In the Springs of Liberty Township. Okay, Springs is he in a Department. vehicle? Okay. He's in her house. It's an apartment. apartment okay, building. is he her husband, or? No. Okay, what apartment is he in? He has on a face mask. She doesn't know if she knows him. Okay, he's in an apartment. He has on a face mask and he has a gun? Yes, yes, yes. He has a gun. Okay, did you see him or somebody told you? I didn't. My neighbor came out, uh, Some a neighbor that I don't know, she came running to us in the snow barefoot. Okay, and you don't know who that guy is? No, no. I'm okay, and did you ever yes. see the man or the neighbor just told you? No, the neighbor just told me. We're, we're driving around to her apartment to check on her son. She's a couple uh, buildings away from me. Okay. Okay, you don't know anything else? No. Okay. Well, come on, can we're you, scared to death, please. Can you, the police are coming. Somebody else had already called. Do you know that lady's name? No. How old is the child? How old is the child? Four. Her yeah. child is four? That's, no. her, that's her baby's child? How is that the baby's father? Or? How old is he? No, no, please are coming right now. Just wait. Oh my gosh, she doesn't know what to do. Sure. The police are coming. How are the police are coming? Hurry, hurry. Okay, so you have the mother of the child with you? Yeah, no, no, no. We have the, the mother. She's afraid for her son inside. She's afraid to go in. She doesn't know if she should go in. She's no, just tell place. her to wait outside. But you're sure you're East Hamilton? She wants to protect her baby. Okay, well, keep her outside with you. If the man inside has a gun, we don't want her inside. She said, said if you have a gun, stay out here. Just wait. Tell her there's three policemen on their way. There's three policemen. There's three policemen on their way. What kind of car are you I know, in? I know, honey. I know. I know, honey. Then you've got the mother of the child with you. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Okay. The police are coming. They're going to talk to the mother and then find out what's going on. Okay. Does she speak English? Or? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. She's just really I... hysterical. Okay. Okay. Who is the man with the gun to her? Is it her baby's dad? She doesn't, or... know, who he, she doesn't know who He's he is. He's a stranger? He's a stranger? Ma'am, ask what? her if he's a stranger. Is it someone she knows or is he a stranger? Is he a stranger? Do you know if he's, he's a stranger? He's a stranger. How did he get her yeah. child? He came in her house. He came in her gun. house? Yeah, at gunpoint. Uh, 
Okay, so her child is in the apartment with him? Yes. And she doesn't know him? He was asking her for money. He was asking her for money. Is he a male white or a male black? Uh, a black, I think. He started hitting her with a gun. Okay. He's a male black, and he hit her with a gun. Does she need an ambulance? I'm sorry, ma'am, what? Does she need the ambulance? Uh, you need an ambulance? She doesn't know. She thinks she's fine. She's just concerned okay. about the baby. Okay. Please hurry. Is the child and him the only one in the apartment now? Is the child and him the only one in the apartment? Yes, that was it. Okay, so the child and the man are both in the apartment? Yes. Okay. As far as we know, she walked a couple buildings down to, to where we were sitting. We were sitting in the car. We seen her run into us with no, no shoes on. Really? Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. She's with you in your car now? Yes, she's in our car. Okay. Okay, well, the police are on their way. They're going to talk to you and the mother, and then they're going to figure out what's going on with the man and the gun. Okay. Is she... Does she know if he pulled up in a car or anything else? Do you know if he pulled up in a car or how he got here? She doesn't know because she was in, in the house. Inside. Okay. What's her address? Is that her? There's a cop. Okay. Yeah, you talk to them. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. Now, with this call, things definitely jump up a bit. Not only do we confirm that there is someone with a gun, we found out that a four-year-old has been taken hostage by some stranger that she didn't know. It initially sounds like a home invasion that went way worse than it should have. Not that any home invasion is good. The victim ran out from her apartment after being pistol-whipped by the man. She was barefoot, and this was in Ohio in January. There was snow on the ground. Even though the victim spoke English, I'm not sure that her English was that good. Either that or there were some things incorrect with the translation from this last caller. Possibly some things just weren't fully understood. When police got there, they found out that the hostage was actually a 10-year-old boy. Also, this person wasn't a stranger to the victim. He was a family friend and seemed like it may have been a boyfriend-type situation. The suspect, Donald Tobias Gazaway, had been released from prison just six months prior to this. This standoff was even more lengthy than the last one, spanning over 30 hours and stretching into parts of three separate days. During that time, the suspect shot dozens of shots at police. Fearing harming the boy, police didn't return fire. At one point during the standoff, police breached the door to both open better communication with the suspect and to send in a robot equipped with a video camera to try and see the layout of the apartment and hopefully get a condition of the hostage. Shortly after the robot was sent in, more shots rang out, and the robot stopped functioning. Luckily, the hostage was still unharmed. Throughout this 30-plus hour standoff, anywhere the suspect went, the hostage was used as a shield in front of him. At one point, both the boy and the suspect got into a car in a nearby garage and just sat there. Conditions there were absolutely brutal. 
single-digit temperatures and wind chills in the negative the whole time SWAT and police waited for something to happen some sort of opportunity any type of chance to bring this to an end and like I said when describing the first set of calls tonight one thing you do now is to try to wait out a suspect tire him out make him want to give up this all happened starting very late Friday night and on Sunday morning around 6.30 that's exactly what he did the suspect and the hostage just walked out and he gave up at that point he was taken into custody without further incident the boy was taken to a hospital just to check and make sure he was okay which thankfully he was the suspect was charged with kidnapping assault inducing panic and burglary he was later sentenced to 41 and a half years in prison he won't be out to mess around like this for a very long time that's going to do it for this episode but there is more another very different type of hostage situation is going to be uploaded over on patreon as a bonus content head over there and sign up to hear this very unique sort of call that loosely fits in with the theme of this episode also for some reason i still can't figure out the merch site went down a few days ago i'm working to get that situation resolved but until then the new y'all have a good shirts are still online and available I'll post a temporary link to those in the show notes. Be sure to follow on all the various social media, especially the Facebook Music City 911 discussion group, where just tonight I posted videos of two very different sort of police apprehensions. I hang out in there most. Also, if you like the show, be sure to leave a review on whatever app you're listening on. Apple, Spotify, whatever. If you don't like the show, well... To tell you the truth, I'm not really sure why in the world you'd still be listening this far into the episode. But until next time, for Music City 911, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.